I would say do not look at um, a customer as a profit. Make sure that you are helping them. If you know that you're helping the customer, you're gonna get a customer for life and then you're gonna also get referrals. So that's that's why I'm so against being a, a transactional uh, salesperson because if you just do that one transaction, that's where it ends. If you have a relationship, they're gonna tell their friends, they say, hey, Enrique really did help me out. Maybe you should talk to him as well. So helping the people that you're working with is what really is gonna set you apart from the competition. Today's podcast guest comes from originally the Dominican Republic. He's been in the USA for 10 years, but he came here originally with a dream of becoming an actor for a movie. Then he made his way into the world of sales, finding himself in Minnesota, going door to door, talking to people, beating the sales doors down, and shares with us some of his best tips and secrets for sales, which we're all in as business owners, entrepreneurs, salespeople. The guest today is Enrique Franco with AT&T. My name's Travis Sims, and I am the founder and CEO of AGC Accelerated Global Connections. And this is the AGC Experience. Businesses everywhere strive to be seen and heard in today's marketplace. Gone are the days when a simple open for business sign could be hung and a yellow pages ad created, resulting in customers pouring through the doors. Clarity Marketing specializes in social media strategy and execution. The Clarity team is more than just a faceless vendor. They become a seamless extension of the brands they serve, achieving a common goal of business success. If your company is looking for a premier social media marketing agency that is responsible and invested in your success, contact Clarity Marketing today at 651-214-7290. On today's podcast, I have AGC member and guest and friend Enrique Franco. And you're with AT&T and you and I met networking. We met doing business networking and, and you since became an AGC member, got to know you a little bit and started to develop a relationship and a friendship. And I've heard part of your story and I found it really interesting. And I wanted to share it with our AGC audience uh, that's happening worldwide, wherever they're listening, wherever they're watching to help get your story out. So please, Enrique, tell us a little bit about yourself and where you came from and, you know, uh, your business and so on, wherever that leads. Thank you, Travis. Um, well, I am from the Dominican Republic. I have been in the United States for about 10 years now and uh, in the state of Minnesota for six years. So when I first uh, got to the United States, I was uh, in New York. What brought me to New York was um, that my uncle, he had a project of making movies. So I decided to leave everything behind and come over to the United States to follow that dream to become an actor. And stuff got a little, you know, complicated. Um, my uncle, who was the director, he lost his mind to, you know, for lack of a better terms. And uh, I ended up um, not living with him anymore at uh at his place in New York and I was living with one of his friends and his friend owned a company. So this company will sell Dish Network, 
DirecTV and Time Warner. So I was able to provide with all the TV services. And that's what really got me into sales. I got into sales um, with him. I was doing door-to-door sales for all these all these carriers. And what I found out is that people in New York are not as nice as Minnesota. So um, that really got, um, that built some muscle into me, getting the rejections, but then finding out what people really cared about. And whenever I was able to help people either save money or get what they wanted, really had that sense of satisfaction in me. And that's how I decided that sales was my career. Okay. You know, uh, I, we've, we've sat down together before and had a conversation and I got to learn a little bit more about you, but I don't remember the acting thing. That's kind of interesting. And when I think about acting, I think of uh, Los Angeles, not, not necessarily New York City. So I'm just kind of curious, um, is there anything out there that we would see you in? Have you been in a commercial or in a movie or anything like that? Or did it all come to an end before all that took place? It all came on to an end before that took place. Um, the project was going pretty good. But um, when the situation happened to him, he basically lost everything. He deleted everything that we were working on. I am still writing that script because the idea was actually mine. Oh, so that's something that will eventually come out. <laughs> wow! So, so you're ac- you're actually participated or are writing the script for this movie? Uh, can you tell us anything about what it's about? It's uh, sort of a scary movie. So. Um, it is this guy who's in love of, with this uh, woman, but then she has a passion for blood. So she sends him out there to, um, you know, try to get people in and some sort of uh, torture to get, you know, to see blood so she can be happy. It's a little dark, but um, I think it's it's going to end in something really interesting. Make, makes me think, I mean, you know, today's uh, world of um, zombies and, yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, everybody's fascinated by The Walking Dead and all those things. So it probably has a place in, in today's media for sure. Wow. And and door-to-door, you, you said I, I started out in door-to-door sales. And I don't know if any of our audience has done door-to-door sales, but that's not easy. I mean, I've done door-to-door sales before, and you get told no a lot. You get chased off of a lot of porches. and But I, I also think that it's a good way to really develop your skills as a salesperson and because you got to get used to the word no anytime you're doing sales. So I'm just curious, your experience, and what did you take away from doing that door-to-door sales, and what advice would you give to others based upon that experience? So the biggest thing in door-to-door is the expectation. If you go out with the expectation that everybody's going to buy from you, you're going to be highly disappointed. So I made it a challenge as instead of getting yes, I was out there saying, hey, how many no's can I get today? Can I get to 100? So that would mean that I will hit 100 doors. And sales is is based on activity. The more activity you get out there, the more results you're going to get. So if the person told you no, next door also told you no, maybe the third person will tell you, yes, I want to listen to what you have to say. So that's, that's the muscle that you build with it, with the door-to-door sales. Because when we are in a retail environment, and that's another part of my career, people are coming to you. But then when you are out there, 
they are not expecting you to knock on their door or for you to offer what you have to, to, to them. Yeah. I'm also curious, just with uh, your nationality and not originally having been um, in the USA and coming from the Dominican Republican, uh, has that helped hurt or um, how has it developed you as a person? You know, because I think, I mean, unfortunately, we have a stereotype in the world and sometimes people can be closed off. And especially if someone's at your door and they're knocking on your door and you've never met them, you don't know them, and they may not look exactly like you. So uh, do you have anything to, to share or elaborate on with that? So um, given that it was New York, so it's more diverse down oh, there. Makes so sense. They're, they're more used to all types of uh, cultures. And they're also not uh, unaware of door knockers. So yeah. it is a little bit of, um, you know, shock to them because they were not expecting you. But still, the reaction wasn't that um, it's like, who are you? What are you doing? It's not completely out of this world for them. It's, it was more so that um, whenever I came into these doors, they already knew that I was trying to sell something. And they were like, I'm not buying anything right now. Mm-hmm. How do you feel? Because uh, I know you do some networking in a handful of organizations, yeah. and I got to know you through AGC. And so, how has door knocking or sales in general? Um, how has it helped you as a networker? And what's the differences? So, at a networking event, the difference is that people are there for the reason of networking. So it is not awkward for somebody just to start the conversation because it's, it's natural, that's what we're there for. And uh, what has um, made it easier for me in uh, networking is the fact that when I'm door knocking, I'm talking to people who don't wanna talk to me, but when I'm networking, these people really wanna talk to me. So it makes it easier. And um, you know, the AGC organization, it's has a lot of good uh, members and quality members. And for the most part, at the time of the meeting, we're having fun. So it is a good experience. So it comes out natural. Okay. So it's more, you think networking provides a more conversational experience mm-hmm. and people are open to learning about you and what you do. And, and you are also interested in what they do. So it gets that door a little bit open uh, as opposed to uh, you're knocking on this cold door. Okay. All right. Awesome. And uh, so now you, you from New York to Minnesota, it's a little bit of a difference. And uh, you said you've been in Minnesota for six years. Mm-hmm. And um, what's your transition been? Because you, you started out in the, um, uh, selling the television services like DirecTV and Dish Network and things like that. But now you're in AT&T, which still provides some of those things. But what's your specialty inside AT&T? And then how did you make that transition? So uh, with AT&T, what I do now is that um, my title is basically an in-home expert. So I go to people's homes whenever they have any type of DirecTV activity. So the fact that DirecTV is part of Mm AT&T is what uh, makes me um, go to a customer. So brand new customer, they could have direct. They could have had Directv for years. They could be brand new. So let's say they're getting an install. They're getting an upgrade. So somebody like me will come out and talk to them about the benefits of becoming uh, an AT and T customer. So that transition, knowing how the cable worked 
back in New York, I transitioned yeah. into what I do now. Okay. And and so with AT&T, you're looking more to take someone who's a current direct TV customer and then say, you know, what kind of cell phone are you using? Or, you know, could we bundle these type of plans together and save you money? So, yes, essentially, let's say the customer has DirecTV, but then they're using a different cell phone provider. So um, the biggest thing is that since we are the same company, we usually can bundle it together and offer a lot of savings while providing also really good service. Yeah. And you work with, uh, you said in-home, so that makes me think residential customers. Are you working with business customers or is that something totally different? I also can work with a business customer. My, my, main, um, my main job is to work with residentials, but business customers are also part of my um, list of clients. And I also take some time off for prospecting where I will go door knocking to businesses and offer what we have. And because of the nature of my job, it allows me to visit the customers at their place of business. And that's how I can take care of them, which is a huge benefit because most business owners don't have time to go into a store to call the 1-800 number. Instead, they can call me and I can just go take care of that. Yeah. So you'll meet them in the home or you'll meet them in the office place rather than them having to come into the store. So you're more uh, mobile, you're on on the road a lot, you're probably seeing uh, several customers a day where you're uh, out with the customer as opposed to waiting for them to come to you. Correct. Okay. Um, an example too was uh, one of my clients, he emailed me at like six in the morning and by 9, p- by, by 9 a.m. he already had his phone in his hands. Wow. He had a busy day. He didn't have time to get out there and say, hey, where do where are you going to be? And I just went and hand delivered the phone to him. That's exceptional service. Is that is that Enrique or is that AT&T? So that is a combination of both. So my title allows me to do that, but I really take the time and I really care about my customers. So instead of making it about me, I'm making it about my customers. So I don't work on the, on my time. I work on their time. Yeah. So when someone is working with you, it, you develop this long-term service relationship with them? Like, will they always call Enrique if they have a problem or an issue or they need help with something or they want to upgrade something or do they call the helpline? So that's that has always been my thing where I have never wanted to be a transactional salesperson. I want to be their account manager. So whenever they need something, they can come directly to me and I will take care of the problem. Because you see it so many times where, and that's one of my, um, one of the complaints I hear the most is that, hey, I signed up with this guy. I tried to get a hold of him and I can't. Yeah. So I, that's, uh, that's one of my, um, my passions is to have the customer come to me whenever they need anything. So they they need a they need something fixed because you know sometimes something is messed up. I can fix it for them, and anytime they need anything, I'm gonna be there for them. So that's 
that's the legacy I want to leave, pretty much. Oh, that's awesome. You know, uh, as business owners, salespeople, entrepreneurs, we're always focused on the new client, right? Chasing that new client. But retaining current customers has to be just as important. It, it actually should be easier. It should be easier to retain current customers than it is to always be looking for new customers. But the problem is you have the, the um, attrition of current customers, so you're always chasing the new one. But if you could tighten up your retention a little bit, you would have to do less selling and more nurturing. Yeah. So what do you find most rewarding about what you do? So um, the biggest thing is whenever I, I'm helping someone and it could be that, you know, I'm saving them $100 a month. It could be that their parents didn't have service at their cabin and they couldn't get a hold of them. And because I provided them with really good service, they are now able to call their their parents. So both things are really rewarding to me. I have had customers who are saving over, you know, $2,000 a year. Oh, wow. And that allows them to you know, invest in something else. Yeah, that's great. And with you, what you do in communication with phones and, and uh, technology and things, do you have do you have family still in the Dominican? Do you stay in touch? Yes, uh, my dad actually stills down there. Is still down there, and um, my grand well, my grandparents are still down there. My mom is here in Pennsylvania, but my dad and grandparents are down there. And probably being able to connect with them, being able to uh, reach them on the phone and have a, have a good line and all that is, is important to you. And that's probably, I'm just guessing, mm -hmm. part maybe is any part of your why at all with your customers? Absolutely. And the fact that uh, I can communicate 24-7 with uh, the people even down there, it yeah. makes all the difference. And I could tell you, too, that I have you know had other providers and let's say... I'm out of the cities and I need to make an emergency call. If I'm, you know, out there and I don't have service, then what, what is it worth to have a service that is not going to work for you? So the fact that I now have AT&T and I have service everywhere I go and I can communicate that all times really gives me that, you know, sense of um, the word I'm looking for. Maybe assurance? Or, sure, yes, yeah, yes. Yeah, it's like a safety net almost. Yes. So I don't have to worry about, hey, if yeah. I'm here, I'm, I'm going to be able to communicate. Yeah. You know, you're quite a bit younger than me, <laughs> but I, I remember, oh my gosh, I remember just as a child, first of all, the world's changed so much with technology. And that whenever, first, it was like we had cord phones that hung on the wall, right? And everybody would complain when the phone rang. Oh, that daggone phone's ringing again. And especially if it happened during dinner. And now we live in a world where you can't hardly live without your phone. It's like an extension of you. And, and today's kids, especially, I mean, it's just like they never have their hands free of their phone. And I also, going from the cord phones to cordless phones to mobile phones, that my first mobile phone was a bag phone in a car. And like you only use that in the case of an emergency because it was so expensive. And, and today, you know, we just use them all the time. So it's just kind of neat to see the evolution of, of what that is. What was your first phone like? I had an Okia one of those that if you drop the three will shatter and not the phone. So um, 
that I probably had it when I was like 16. It was not that big of a phone, but it was quite large compared to what we have now. Um, Yeah, you barely used it for any type of emergency. And it was um, one of the situations where you you were counted by the minutes. So you would call the other person, let it ring three times because otherwise it will tap into your minutes. Oh, that's <laughs> great. That's great. I'm told today that we have more technology in our hands than NASA had back way back in the day. Uh, it's, just, it's just amazing what we can do uh, with today's world. So I'm curious too, what advice would you give um, other people in sales? Um, people who are entrepreneurs who are looking, uh, that are trying to make their way up. And, you know, what what advice would you give them? So I would say do not look at um, a customer as a profit. Make sure that you're helping them. If you know that you're helping the customer, you're going to get a customer for life. And then you're going to also get referrals. So that's that's why I'm so against of being a, a transactional uh, salesperson, because if you just do that one transaction, that's where it ends. If you have a relationship, they're going to tell their friends, say, hey, Enrique really did help me out. Maybe you should talk to him as well. So helping the people that you're working with is what really is going to set you apart from the competition. Yeah, it's all about the relationship rather than the transaction. If you have the relationship, the transaction may come, right? Absolutely. Excellent. And so I know that if you are local to the Twin Cities and you're networking AGC events, that we're probably going to find Enrique in one of those rooms. And what is your favorite part about AGC? Um, that's actually one of them. The fact that I don't have to go to the same location at all okay. times. I can go to a different one. Like the Minneapolis one is just amazing. So AGC has this really cool concept where I can just go. So if I can go to Minnetonka. I can be in St. Paul. I can be in Minneapolis. So there's several locations. And if you're closer to a specific one and that's the one you like, you can go to that one. Um, and there's, you know, there's not that many rules. So I really like that as well. It's <laughs> funny. I, I had a guest earlier that said something similar and it was, uh, I didn't want an organization with a lot of rules. I wanted an organization with a lot of relationships. So which one are you, what do you want? Rules or relationships? And so I, I love that the AGC is a good fit for you and for your business and what you're doing. Speaking of, um, if if we were, if someone was watching or listening in today's podcast and they're like, you know what, I typically just go to the counter and it takes a lot of time away from their day and they um, really would rather have a relationship, someone that would help manage their account or make sure that they have the right technology or get fitted with the right phone or someone will come to them and they're going, I need someone like Enrique and this is the guy I want to talk to. How, how do we find you? So the easiest way to find me is on LinkedIn. If you search for Enrique Franco and the letters AT&T, I will come up. And um, you can also reach out to me over phone or text. My phone number is uh, 612-562-0720. I'm always available. If I don't answer, I will return your phone call. 
That's awesome. I always love it. Not not everyone does this, Enrique, is that they they will give out their own personal information like that. But that just goes to show the level of service that you're willing to provide is that, hey, you know what? My customers can reach me with a text. My customers can reach me at a phone. And, and you know, even if it's late at night, I'll get back to you in the morning. You know, that you that you have that level of service. It says a lot about you and what you do. So I want to say thank you, first of all, for coming in today. Uh, thank you for networking with AGC. It's great to have just uh, professional people in the room like you and, and what you do. So thank you for that. And thanks for coming in. Yeah, thank you, Travis. Awesome. If you're watching or listening uh, to our podcast today, I want to say thank you for tuning in to today's episode. And as we continue to grow our community in AGC, it's about putting more local business owners, salespeople, entrepreneurs, passing on their wisdom, passing on their advice, and sharing it with the world. Uh, it's just at our fingertips. So please uh, continue to listen, continue to uh, watch our episodes and share with other people. This podcast was produced by Elation Studios. Go to www.elationstudios.co. That's www.elationstudios.co to learn more. Elation Studios. Discover your voice, clarify your vision, build your life.